0: This is Confessions of an Actress. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. For the past two decades, I've worked professionally on Broadway, in TV and film in New York and LA. This show takes you on the inside track of what life is really like as an actress in the entertainment industry. I'll be talking to my guests about the highs and lows of becoming and being an actress. Let's get real. Hey everybody, welcome to episode seven. How's it going? Lucky number seven, here we are. So, I did a 30 day challenge, uh, video challenge on my Instagram before I started this podcast. And within that challenge, I talked about my side hustle. Now, what's a side hustle? A side hustle is something you do on the side of your main hustle, which would be your main career. So, most actresses or artists have a side hustle. You know, there's always jokes that are made, like, you know, an actor is a waiter or a bartender or whatever. Well, I was a waitress for a second. It was terrible. I dropped food on people, and that's the truth. Uh, I was not good at it. I've been a hostess. I have been a brand ambassador. I've done a lot of different things, and today in this episode, I'm going to be talking to a fellow student. Um, We were both in the same class uh, for our side hustle. We are both actresses, and uh, we met at the National Holistic Institute for Massage Therapy here in Los Angeles, which is a fabulous school, and she went on to do the advanced neuromuscular therapy program, and I did not. But we both work at the same spa here in LA, and we both um, love our side hustle. It is, a, it is an interesting um, side hustle for an actor to have because you learn a lot about people. But we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're also going to get to know my guest, and my guest is Annie Sherman. She's phenomenal. She is such good energy and just such a wonderful um, person and and so smart. I mean, that's the one thing that going to NHI together and learning the, the craft of massage therapy for our side hustle was just something that kind of opened up a new side to both of us. And we talk about that, but we also talk about her and her career and her dreams and all the things that she wants to do for her main hustle. So I'm really excited to have her as a guest and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. So without further ado, here is my friend, advanced neuromuscular therapist in training, awesome, awesome actress, Annie Sherman. It's my
1: first time being interviewed, being like question about anything acting related, other than like, oh, acting. Like, what do you do? Like, and then that's like a one sentence answer, and then we move up, we move on from that. But see, yeah. this is amazing because
0: this is exactly what I want this podcast to be. Is I want it to be basically people who have maybe a lot of experience in the industry, and then people who don't, and then people you know, because I, I just talked about this in my last episode. The ups and downs, I feel like I talk about that in every episode, but the ups and downs of the industry where one day you could be starring on Broadway and the next day you are, you know, unemployed and figuring out what your next move is. That is the industry. And I feel like it's not talked about enough.
1: It's not. fame and Glory 24-7, it's work, 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 work. Oh, my God, where's the work? Work, 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 work. Oh, my God, where's the work? Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: And I think that that's not talked about enough. So... I am so glad that you are my guest today. Thank Mm -hmm. you for taking the time to be on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So I'm talking to Annie Sherman, who is a musical theater actress, as well as a film actress. I've seen you done a couple of films. Um, (laughs) And you are, you are, well, let's start off with how we know each other, because we've only known each other for like a few months. Yeah, we met, we met May 22nd last year. Oh my God! Do you remember the date? That's yeah. That was your yeah. That was your first day of going to the National Holistic Institute here in Los Angeles, because we are both graduates. Yes. Yes. So we're talking today. We're going to be talking about not only being an actress, but your side hustle and what you are also doing on the side. If you maybe have a whole nother career, which we both have. Yep. Which is insane, which I always think feels like it just adds to you as an actress and a person. So we'll get into that. But what I want to start with is I want to talk to you about what made you want to be an actress. I want to talk about what what first sparked that in you. Um, and all will like, start from the beginning, if you will. It's a very good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Let's quote Julie. I love it. It's a very
1: good place to start. Well, yes, um, uh, I think my earliest theatrical anything was definitely, you know, every child who has a sibling and they get an idea thinking, let's get our parents to pay attention to us. So my brother and I would put on a show. <laughs> I don't remember what these shows were. I just remember Roy saying, stand there, now go there. Netflix. So I just, I was directed and I... I had a lot of energy growing up and I'd just be zany and silly and growing up slowly that just sort of, you know, as you go through grade school and middle school and, um, you know, girls are like, oh, you need to not act like that. And you need to not do that. Your personality suddenly gets dwindled and you don't realize that you're not supposed to do that if you're me. And (laughs) who says you're not supposed to do that anyway? Continue. But I did do, like, a lot of dance growing up just because my brother did tap growing up. So I wanted to be like my brother. Um, I mean, I came out the womb claiming I was going to be Gene Kelly when I was an adult. Oh, my God. I love all of this.
0: Yeah. I love your parents already. And I don't even know your parents. I love your parents for having this kind of, like, household.
1: It's, it's mostly my grandma and my mom. My dad love him. You know, he, hey. Oh, hold on. The cats are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> your kids. Your kids. My children. Hi. Can you not right now? Mama Meredith and I are talking. <laughs> and you, or you go there. Okay, fine. Well, they're trying to perform for you. My roommate just got home, so now they have someone to go play with.
0: <laughs> yeah, They're trying to perform for their mommy,
1: mommy Annie. Yes, they just take after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, growing up. So, like, uh, watching old movies, mostly musicals, Sing in the Rain every single day, Unthinkable Molly Brown every single day, and performing scenes from that. While the movie was on for my grandma or my mom, because why not? <laughs> yeah, and going through grade school and not ever actually doing theater, always going like we always go up, uh, to Santa Barbara. My mom would pick me up on like a Thursday or Friday from school, and drive me, my brother, my grandma all the way up to Santa Barbara to the Granada Theater, and we'd always go see shows there.
0: So you grew up in Southern California. I think we talked yeah. about this. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm from a little town called Agora Hills, which is right next to Malibu. And yes, which I, I mistakenly called Angora Hills. Remember in school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got made fun of. I was like, Angora bunnies. Don't you guys understand? Agora I mean, Hills. In
1: the valley, there's lots of bunnies. So. Yes.
0: Agora Hills in the valley. That's mm-hmm. where you grew up. And then the other you valley. Just, the yeah. other valley.
1: The Caneo Valley, not the San Fernando Valley, but it's kind of like the San Fernando Valley. We have kind of the Valley accent. It's just not set. Oh my God, we don't talk with our mouths just detached from the jaw, like nice. <laughs> a snake. But you're a
0: you're a California girl like me.
1: Oh yeah, my... yeah. But there was there was actually lightning last night, and I was freaking out. That's how much of a California girl I am. <laughs> I love it. Um, yes, but growing up and not doing theater, but knowing I needed to do something. And doing dance class because my brother was in it and falling in love with that. And then one day, um, bless him, my English teacher in high school, Alan Perry at Agora High School. I love you. Thank you for saying this to me. We were doing. Uh, we were reading. We read, read plays in class. But instead of, you know, you read the play and then talk about it in class, my teacher said, no, we're going to act these out. And I'm going to choose, we I think we were doing, okay, I think the first one we did was the Glass Menagerie. Uh, nice. Williams. Yeah, my teacher's amazing. Yeah. And we did the Glass Menagerie, and instead of having someone <laughs> different read um, a passage every single day, he cast us and said, you, you four are going to do the show for our class until That's we're done amazing. with it. And I got cast as Amanda. Oh, my God. I didn't know what I was getting into and I just read the words and he told us that we were from the South. So I asked if we were supposed to have accents and he said, well, you can have one, but I don't think anybody else will do one. So I did one. I don't know why. I just, I I felt the need that I had to do it. And after we read that play, uh, I believe uh, it was like spring, I was 16 years old and I was obsessed with Tinkerbell and my teacher, my English teacher said, you need to go audition for Midsummer Night's Dream at our school because you would be fantastic in it. And I said, I don't know what you want me to do. It's, it's Shakespeare. I I can barely read it and understand it at this point. And my, I was telling my friend at the time, Lauren, my teacher said, hey, I should go audition for this. I don't know. What do you think? She said, oh, Annie, there are fairies in it. You love Tinkerbell. Please go audition because she's <laughs> one of the theater kids. And... Um, all the theater kids also came out of band, which was in middle school, where um, if you don't know anything about the middle school in my area, it's Lindero Canyon. If you went to Lindero Canyon and you were in band with Mr. McKagan, the band teacher, you were a cool kid. Oh, that was is cool. Awesome band was. And it was school.
0: it was cool to be in band, not yeah. in my school. But
1: so I hadn't seen any of my band friends in forever. And then all of a sudden I walked in this audition. I found the band and I went, oh, my gosh. This is where you guys have been for the past two and a half years? Oh, my goodness. And I auditioned. <laughs> I got into a Midsummer Night's Dream, and I got to be a fairy. And I had no lines. And I go into our, I guess our, our it was kind of a read-through. It, was, it wasn't a read-through of the whole cast. It was just a read-through of what we were doing that day. And turns out we're doing a Midsummer Night's Dream set in a 1950s Alien-style film. Oh, my God. So, I went from, I'm gonna be a fairy to, I get to be an alien? What? <laughs> like, complete with sealy boppers and mittens that gave us all three fingers, and we danced and were really silly. And the theater professor, Mr. Kilpatrick, pulled me out and said, I want you to be in this scene and I just want you to be rambunctious and we're gonna carry you off. And I said, when do you want me to start? And he's like, no, I just want you to just do that the whole time, and at some point these two boys are gonna pick you up and take you off stage and I just want you to not like it. And I went, okay, and I did that and knowing knowing you
0: you're just game for all of that. Like that's yeah. what's so great about you and your personality. Like you're like, "Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that."
1: I'm a child, I'm a child of ADD, but I wasn't actually diagnosed. They just assumed I was, but didn't give me the meds cuz my mom said, "No, she'll be fine." Thank goodness she didn't do that because I think I would have been in a completely different person had she done uh, that.
0: And that's another topic. That that absolutely is another topic of a lot of artists have a lot of like, you know, what what you would call attention deficit disorder, or some some sort of thing where you could you could take a pill and it could douse what is what is your genius? You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think of Robin Williams. I'm sure he had ADD. You know what I mean? Like, but and he was
1: so good with it because with you know, as are you, as pretty, are you. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, just being this crazy little loving child who had her personality stifled, and then all of a sudden got to have it again, and it was okay. Because I did theater, that was that was moment. Oh, I can be me.
0: Yes, fun of me here. Oh my god, that's such a good point. It's so true. This is where I'm like, people need to do theater when they're kids. You need to be a kid and express yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely, and. We did a *Midsummer Night's Dream*, and I went to the cast party. I'd never been to a cast party. I didn't know that you could have a party just for doing a show. I thought it was, you know, birthdays, Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving. That's it. No, we get to have a party because we did a show and had a good time. And yeah. I and I had this whole group of new friends. And then let's see. So that was the end of the school year, and but you found your people. I sort of like I feel like whenever I've done shows I found that group. I found a group of people and I'm their family and then the show closes and we still keep in touch but then I go find like my new family and yeah I've kind of meshed the families together so like I've been in I don't know 15 different shows I have this like Venn diagram of show families so it's like this one's here but they also belong in this one because I do community theater so we're all in a different set of amount of shows but we also come together there's like this group of maybe eight that I'm always with, and yeah, my that's my core. That is my group. Yeah, and that's
0: that's you know what you literally just described the theater community mm-hmm. on on different levels. You just described all whether
1: other even if we have never met the other person, we know what their birthday is, their blood type, and how many <laughs> they have, and what what medications they're allergic to, and what they want for their birthday. Yeah, we're we all we all we all have the same kind of, um,
0: way about us. You know what I mean? Like we're, that's what, that's what I mean by you found your people, you found your tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go, so you go from doing theater and, 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 and finding your, your tribe to going, this is what I want to do, or, or thinking that this may be what I want to do for th- with the rest of my life.
1: It was definitely a stepping stone. Cause after that, um, you know, I did Shakespeare. I'm like, this was fun. Oh. And then my friend Lauren, again, she said, hey, they're doing... This is when High School Musical had just happened. Like, and I'll was a movie. So they had the stage rights that were released. And she got me to go to this other little theater that wasn't at school. So then there's this whole new concept of, wait, I can do this outside of school? I'm not 18. How, huh, what? I have a car, but is my mom going to let me do this? And she drove me to this place in Woodland Hills called Classic Musical Theater. And we auditioned for High School Musical. We we got it there and they're like, okay, you're gonna learn a dance. And then we did the dance. And I was like, this is terrifying. Why do people do this? It was just, Why do people audition? Why are, this, are they putting themselves in this? I just had to read a poem essentially and be a fairy. They said be a fairy and read this. And I went, Okay, oh, they're talking about flowers. I love flowers. Great. <laughs> and then we go into musical theater and I go, wait, I have to I have to act while singing and dancing and breathe. How? <laughs> how am I going to do this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And they gave they gave us a Gabriella song. Um, I forget the name of it. Wow. They gave it to us, and I I watched High School Musical maybe twice before this. And they said, okay, you're going to sing the song. And I went, what? <laughs> I can read music if this is a flute, but I don't know how to do this with my my throat. And so I did it. And then they cast it, and I didn't know that they had multiple casts. I thought you just like you had a show, and that was it. Um they had three different casts, and somehow I got a role. And not only did I get a role, I got through the role every single night because I was the only one cast in that role. Oh and my god. That was my first musical. It was Jackie Scott, the student nerd DJ, who once he gets in his DJ booth, he's no longer a nerd and he's just cool and awesome. And I went, Oh, I like this, and I did that. Here's
0: the question: How did you feel when that when that experience um either that show or doing shakespeare was was done did you feel like you were devastated like this was this is what i'm supposed to do like this is over now i got to do this again
1: so with shakespeare i went oh that was fun it was like camp um and i get to go to school next year and i'll see all these people again with high school musical when that was done i went i don't know where any of you go to school i've never seen any of you before well how am i supposed to keep in touch because we had just barely started Uh, using cell phones for texting and whatnot like I had one for calling my mom to pick me up if I needed to go home and she wasn't with me that was the extent of my cell phone usage right and now it's like okay what's your address can I write you a letter can I can we hang out but like I don't know who your parents are and I don't know where you go to school and you're far away and I just learned how to drive like six months ago help how do I network and what basically what it led me to is what okay uh, what's the next show here so I can see these people again and
0: yeah and and not even just to see the people like to get on stage and do another production right i mean that's like you know to do another show to be like this is uh, this is
1: awesome i want to do this again exactly and the next show okay so this was high school musical what do we do after that i think we did we did cabaret next after that and it was the same people from High School Musical, and I went, okay, I have to keep doing this, because not only is my social life improving, because I like all these people, <laughs> and I don't have to hang out with my brother and all his friends. I mean, I love my brother. I love all of his friends. I just felt bad tagging along sometimes, but I also was pretty much the younger sister of all of these boys that I went to Boy Scouts with.
0: So yeah. It was well, nice funny. to
1: have- separate lives yeah
0: and and what's funny is that you you talked about wanting to be gene kelly in the beginning like the reason gene kelly started dancing is because he wanted to meet
1: girls
0: (laughs) that's the story so you're sitting there going oh my god you're like one of the greatest musical like musical movie musical performers of all time and here you started because of the reason of wanting to meet girls and that's where all the girls were in dance class so it's like you wanted to you know your social life's improving but you're also like finding your passion
1: And finding myself like before it was definitely I let me like go on off a little tangent. When I went to my 10 year high school reunion, I got there and everybody's like, wow, you're so like vocal and you have a personality and but like completely different than what they were expecting. And I went, wow, was I really that much in like my own corner, not talking to people in high school? Because I don't remember being like that. And then going through that night going, oh, wow, I really didn't make a lot of friends in high school that were my age because I was too busy going and being myself where I could be myself and be comfortable.
0: I'm with you on that. And it's saying it seems funny because when I went to my high school reunion, like I was not popular. I was not somebody who fit in in high school because I didn't have a lot of theater in high school that I did, there really wasn't a lot of, um, there wasn't a dance and theater program. It wasn't like I went to the glee high school, you know what I mean? (laughs) Or like everybody had like that outlet. I had to look for it. Like you did outside of school Mm -hmm. and it did make me blossom. And I feel like that, that we're not alone in that regard. I feel like a lot of musical theater actresses, they do find themselves when they find their tribe,
1: yeah, and even, like, in high school, because I didn't have the theater stuff in high school as much, and I thought everybody who did do the shows, like, we did Sweetie Todd, and I went and saw it, and I went, I could never do this. Everybody else has practiced so much longer than me. And then I met this other girl at high school named Amanda. She was only there for maybe half the year, and then she went to Loxa. And what's, lo- what's Loxa? Los Angeles County High School for the Arts. Okay. Not, like, the Glee School, if you will. And I was stuck in some extracurriculars that I didn't like. I mean, I loved playing soccer, but I was doing some other stuff that I don't want to like badmouth the other things and have someone here go, "Annie, why'd you say that?" <laughs> but, um i I faked sick one day because I didn't want to go be around these people that I thought were my friends, and they were being horrible to me because of an incident. Um, and I called Amanda because. I would still like hang out with her barely, but she introduced me to Avenue Q and I felt that's when I was like, oh my God, what I can sing about this stuff and do this stuff on stage. This is funny. And (laughs) I called her crying one day, like I'm miserable. I don't know what to do. She got her mom on the phone. Her mom said, come spend the night. You're going to go to school with Amanda in the morning. And I went, what? And she's like, put your mom on the phone. And I was like, mom, Amanda's mom wants to talk to you. And they worked it out. So my mom helped me pack a little bag and I went and spent the night at her house. And the next day I went on my first trip on the Los Angeles subway, the Metro, and I went to Loxa and shouted Amanda for a day. Oh my God. That's awesome. Well, I went to a theater school for a day and <laughs> I, I feel looking back, I'm like, gosh, I was stupid because I walked in, everybody who was there was like, hi what's your name oh my gosh it's so good to meet you are you gonna like try and go here do you love theater and i went i you don't know me and you're being so nice theater people are amazing and I, she went to normal classes like she went to math english and then she went to dance and rehearsal in the middle of a school day and i went what is going on Wow, that's
0: can- like okay. that, that is like that would have been my dream life. Like, I never I never was able to go to a performing arts high school, and that's all I ever wanted to do. So, like, the fact that your friend did, and you got to, like, watch her be like, oh, my God, this is, people she, do this?
1: <laughs> she, I didn't know she could sing. I was like, oh, she goes to theater school. Okay, so it's like, you, you go to regular school, but instead of PE, you have theater class. And I'm like, what is this magic? And <laughs> she... She goes to dance class and she goes... They're doing a production of Fame. And she's got like one of the the one of the main girl roles. Um, I forget. I haven't seen it years. I don't I know either. School, but yes. And they were doing a full run through for the first time. So I got to sit and watch this production of Fame in a dance room with all these kids that were my age doing something I didn't know I was going to really, really, really want to do. Something I was like, oh, this is fun. And then I watched what these kids were capable of and they're my age. And I went, okay, I have to do this. And so I yeah. started doing musical theater in the community. Uh, and I didn't do any at high school. Cause <laughs> little negative voice said, no, don't go here. You, they have their own thing. And I went and saw all of Amanda's shows while she was at Loxa. She did hello dolly. She did fame. She did miss Saigon. She, there is this a uh, benefit performance thing that I can't remember, but that she did. And, she did 42nd Street. And then when they Yay. did Street and I saw the amount of tap dancing and I was so upset because this is my, I think it was my senior year of high school. And I turned to my mom and I said, why didn't I go here? And she's like, you didn't say you wanted to go. And I'm like, mom, you're supposed to make me do things I don't want to do because it's good for me.
0: <laughs> but sometimes it takes a while to find out what, you know, I, I, Amanda seems like she is your mentor. Like she's somebody who really opened up a whole new world for you.
1: A whole new world. Yes. Amanda and Lauren and Mr. Perry. Oh, all my theater to those three people. And like, sometimes it's not donated for an award or anything. I always have it in my brain. I'm like, these besides your mother and your grandmother and your family and the staff, you have to thank these three people if you ever win anything and have to have a speech.
0: Or just you just thank them just now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Like these people who, um, we all have those people that are in our lives and sometimes they're not our parents because sometimes our parents just don't know who to ask or what to do or, or what you may want. And you may have, you know, influences outside, which I think it's so important to have arts programs and things like that in school so that you're exposing children to something that they, that might be their passion that they didn't know about until high school. You know, there's so many people who are who are very famous performers who have not found or didn't find their passion until they were in high school. So to have that and to have your friend, um, and, and all your influences show that world to you, you know, thank God they did.
1: Yeah. Cause by then, like I, or not really by then later on. So I was in cabaret, it was four days before my 18th birthday and we were closing. And like, that was the moment when I went, wow, I'm in college. I'm going to, a." uh, a public state school and yeah. I am in the wrong place and I didn't know it until I had started school. So I spent two years at that school and then I switched to whatever school I could get into that had theater that I could also afford. Yeah.
0: And, and you know what? And you know what, here in, here in Southern California, I'm not going to lie. There is not as much theater as there is on the East coast, the East coast schools. I feel like, um, you know, cause I grew up in Northern California and there was not a lot of theater out there as well. Like it's not, yeah. it's, it's not, um, you don't have as much exposure to it. I would feel as the, the kids who are back East. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's you know, finding awesome. a, finding a theater school for you to go to that, that was something that was going to groom you for
1: Broadway or groom you for theater is hard. Right. Yeah, and it kind of, like again, like looking back, like I had I, I think the name of this episode should be "Had I Wish I Known," because <laughs> I know that my father went to NYU. I could have applied and probably got in because he went there. And that yeah, had it I felt. wish I known.
0: Yeah, but but here's the thing: we all learn in in our in our own way, and our, our path is. That's one of the things that um, in doing this podcast, I've learned. We all have all of us actresses have such a different path and such a different realization of what our passion is. And sometimes those passions change. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is, is that that, that's how life unfolds, right? You know, your love of fairies brought you to Midsummer Night's Dream, then brought you to, you know, the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And what is so great about, about being an actress and having all different levels of it is that you can you know, for me, and I know that the show business has a different take on this, but for me, you can be any age and start acting. You know, yeah. I know that I know that as a woman in the industry, and that's a, something we can talk about, but as a woman in the industry, we feel like there's pressure to, you know, oh, you're going to get old or, you know, or you're getting old. What, you know, and that's just not, that's not just women, but that's men as well. But especially in the entertainment industry for women, I feel like getting through the the age thing, you, you sort of feel this pressure on your back, like, hurry up and get to wherever you want to go, you know, like, Mm if, if Broadway's your goal, or whatever's your goal, like, hurry
1: up and do it fast, because, you know. Yeah, and, like, even speaking of the age thing, like, I definitely, like, three days ago, I kid you not, (laughs) three days ago, um, that was what, that was Friday, uh, -hmm. I'm in a production of Mamma Mia right now, and three days ago, I was like, my co-stars are so much younger than me and I'm playing their best friends and everybody's going to know that I'm actually older than them. And then I had a moment of like, wait, but you're putting on makeup and you got cast in this role. And like, what are you talking about? Stop talking to yourself like this. Annie Sherman, you're silly. And just constantly, I always like, Oh God, am I going to even fit in with this? Like there are auditions I've gone to where I go in for the ingenue, but then they call me back for somebody who's not anywhere close to my age. And then they're like, oh, well, you're too young to play it anyways. I'm like, then why did you call me back for it? It's such a mind. It's such a mind thing too, because like, yeah, it's,
0: it's one of the things that in this industry, like, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you don't start down that path until you're, you know, in college or after college. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, well, you're too young or you're too old or you're too this or you're too that. It's just constant.
1: Yeah. Like. Oh, I, I auditioned for a production of Into the Woods. I, I've auditioned for that show so many times. I I don't remember which one this was, but I got there and they're like, "Oh my God, your callback was amazing, but you're just too young to play the witch." And then and I look like helpless, like, and the girl that was playing the witch is younger than me. <laughs> I, you know what? And
0: and also, this is something that um, I've learned over the years. When people give me feedback about something, I take it with a grain of salt because sometimes, well, if it's if it's something that doesn't make any sense, of course, like if it's vague, like I've gotten feedback that's been like, you don't pop on camera. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what you're talking about because
1: popping. I'm like, the background.
0: <laughs> I'm like do I need to wear fluorescent? Like, what are you talking about? But like, you know, something like, oh, you're too young to play the witch, but you were great. It's almost like I feel like they're trying to find something to say. But you're, you're right. You are, you are young to play the witch, but you could play the witch. And that, that show has so many different roles that you could play. And there's so many, and that's more of of the broader conversation is that there's so many roles that you can play throughout your career and throughout musical theater or film or TV. There's roles that haven't even been created that are out there for you. So you just never know. Yeah. But so, so let's go back to, let's go back to class act <laughs> musical theater. You're, you're doing theater. You have graduated from school. Cause I think you went to, you got a BA degree in theater arts.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a BA.
0: BA. And then, so you're, so you're doing theater here in Southern California mm-hmm. and you're moving along. And then what, what's your thought process? What do you want to do? Like, what's your you know, back then, right now, what is your next, like, path? Or if, if I could wave a magic
1: wand of fairy dust, oh what would God. be your dream? <laughs> I have a couple. One is, a little, I could you not, know, the first thing that popped in my head was, can my audition book just be complete and ready and I don't have to do any more work on it? Because I feel like it's a never-ending project. It's like it, says, it says every musical theater actress ever. Can I, can I just,
0: can my book just be ready, like, perfect and perfect? <laughs>
1: And it, it sucks because, actually, as you know, last year, my car was stolen and my audition book was in it. So I had to start over. Mm-hmm. Fresh new start. Yeah. And I thought, well, fresh new start. Maybe I'll just do a bunch of different stuff and keep some of the old stuff. Yeah. Like, maybe it was yeah, a
0: so, so why would you need a fresh, or why would you want the
1: perfect audition book to then do what? So I can just see an audition notice and go, oh, this song, boom, and have it I have like um my music teacher and I we talk about our back pocket song Mhm so I don't know if that's a thing <laughs> but I I have two or three songs that are always in my back pocket but they don't go with every single show and I want a back pocket song for every single show Yeah so this is a good point to bring up because I was always taught that you should
0: always have um you should always have like your 16 bars that would be like you know Um, kind of like a, like, this is, this is my voice, you know, kind of thing. This is how I sound. Mm -hmm. Um, You should have your, your song that you do. If someone says, do you have anything funny, especially if you are known as a funny or quirky actress, Mm -hmm. like here's a funny song. Here's your dramatic song. Here's your pop rock song. Here's your, you know, you know what type you are. And so then you're like, okay, so here's my legit mezzo soprano or soprano song. Here's my, um, I mean, for me, honestly, like, you know, here's my song that I would do for if I was auditioning for this role or that role, you know, it's like, and it doesn't, it can be from the show. If you have a a list of dream roles that you want to play, then you have, you know what I mean? Like have, like write those dream roles down. Kathy Seldon. Kathy Seldon. So, you know, so have, so have have is your back pocket song, would you or you are my lucky star or something like that and have it ready for when that audition comes up so then you're like yeah i can do you know this song i I can do it it's right in my back pocket
1: yeah and that's the other thing like like double story or not story ah words brain um going to auditions auditioning and getting called back and there's roles that i feel like i'm like do i have to already know this because i'm going to get called in for it all the time but then it doesn't happen and then the one day it does happen I'm like oh gosh I have to memorize all this music and no no here's the thing this is this is some this is
0: a good a good point so I was called in for Dear Evan Hansen and I did not know the show I didn't know the show very well at all I haven't seen it in New York and I just did all my research and what's so great about now is that you can, you know, I used to, this is, I'm going to age myself. I used to have to go to the Lincoln center library in New York and research roles and listen to cast albums and things like that, because there was no streaming music or iTunes or Apple music or YouTube and all that stuff. So now all you have to do is just go, okay, let me look up as much information as I can on this part. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times you can find the script online and yeah, do your research, read it, you know, listen to the cast album, listen to um the 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 range of the character and see if you're right for it. All that stuff is is part of the job, which is why when you audition, it's like you've put so much work into these 16 bars or this 2 minute or 5 minute audition that you're going in for and you're like, and I'm not getting paid. <laughs>
1: Like, uh, I was going to go to work, but this is more important. Oh, wait, no, I need to go to work. But I, I need time to memorize the song, but I have to eat. But you're spinning
0: like five plates at once, which brings me to, you know, you've done a you've done a lot of theater. You've done some film and television. I know that when I met you, you said you wanted to do Broadway. That, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that is one of the, uh, you know, the, the word Broadway, I did a, I did a, um. Uh, confessions of an actress blog for a while. And I did a post called Broadway is just a word. And I didn't mean it in a derogatory way, meaning like, like diminishing Broadway, but Broadway is incredible theater, but I've seen incredible theater here in Southern California. I've seen incredible theater regionally. So I feel like you're doing incredible theater right now, but you do have the dream of Broadway.
1: Yeah. I'd like to do it just, just once. I would also like to do a tour just once, but I also would love an equity card.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So for people who don't know what that is, Actors Equity Association is the union for stage and becoming equity. um, You know, it's a process, but it's, it's something you can, you know, you can do it in like many different ways. You can get cast in a production or you can. Yeah,
1: um,
0: Yeah, exactly. But, but what do you think is, I mean, have you auditioned for a lot of Uh, national tours or because I know the auditions here in LA can be difficult to get into when most of the most of those auditions are in New York or am I wrong
1: like the ones that I've seen where it's definitely a national tour it's always at Pearl Studios in New York yeah and I can't just pick up and go to Pearl Studios and sit in the snow for six hours on the hopes that maybe I can get in the door yeah
0: and for all these actors who are starting out, like this is this is how you start out. Like yeah. you have to figure out a way in. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. It's not like it's just a, you know, there's a rule book that you just follow and you know, you go get your degree in theater and then you just march into an audition. Like you have to figure out your way to get there. So
1: Yeah. Have, and my my like current like sort of slight plan is, um, I did this okay, what year is it? four years ago, they have the EMC list of theaters online on the equity website. Mm-hmm. And I went through and I just pressed control find and I put comma space C A for anything that was in California, even Northern California. Um because at the time that was like this is as far as I can go as I can stay in the state because I don't want to do my taxes for out of state work where I get paid. <laughs> Cause that's yes. where my brain was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um and just finding any theater in California that would accept an EMC actor. So I could get points. And yeah. um, at the time when I did this, you had to get 50 points just to be eligible for five years. Now it's 25, but you don't oh, have okay. to do it right away at 25. Uh, I fig- I forgot what, like, the must join point is. So this is, un- this is union
0: talk in terms of, like, actor's equity. Like, the points that you get yes,
1: to, point, to be able yeah. You get a point for every week of work. It has to be a full week. So, like, I should have had 10 points, but it was off by two days. So I actually have nine
0: <laughs> oh my god I was so sad um, not that we don't have enough stress anyway like auditioning and all this stuff we have to keep track of points so we can become equity all that stuff I know that that, that obviously makes a lot of sense in terms of getting into the union but but yes but what you did is really smart looking at uh, California and how you can
1: you know, work here my music teacher suggested I look up every single artistic director of all those theaters that I'd want to work at and be like go have a coffee date with them And I still have yet to do that because I'm so busy and I feel bad that I can't even sit down and have coffee with a stranger and pick their brain. (laughs) Well, here's the thing.
0: Here's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. You're, you're spinning a bunch of plates at once. Mm -hmm. Your dream is Broadway, but right now you're doing a show on top of going to school. So like I said before, we met we met at the National Holistic Institute here in Los Angeles. And why did you, why Why have you now decided, or in, what was it, May, decide to go to to get another skill? Why was that, like, something that you wanted to do?
1: Oh, my gosh. This is the funniest story. Like, not funny, haha, just this is typical me. I walked out of my apartment because I just moved to Studio City, like two and a half months prior and I knew there was a Starbucks on the corner. (laughs) So I just walked over to go get a cup of coffee and happened to open my eyes a little bit wider than usual and looked up and saw the National Holistic Institute and went, huh, what's that? Notice there's an escalator. Mm, I'll just go check it out. Can't be harmful. And I walked upstairs, walked in and said, hi, what is this? And they said, it's a massage school. And I said uh, a massage school. I mean, I get migraines all the time, and I I massage my neck with a tennis ball all the time because tennis balls are a dancer's best friend, and they're great when you have migraines. Yes. And I took a tour, and looked at the pricing, figured out if I could get financial aid, and I signed up within three hours of walking in the door. And that so I that yeah. I school. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I doing?
0: Because what, what led you to that blip? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, this is where if somebody is not an actress and they're listening to this podcast and they're like, why would you be going for one thing and then divert to do something else? Because I have my reason because I'm in the same boat as you. We, we went to the same school together. But yeah. what was your reason for going up that escalator?
1: There's many. Um, one, pure curiosity. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much like everybody jokes that I'm actually a cat in human skin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I My, my skill set, I'm, I'm, uh, my friend, one of my friends put it uh, perfectly is that I happen to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I can cook. Yeah, I can clean. Uh, I can sit behind a register and ring up things and be nice to people because I worked in an amusement park and customer service was what you did because people go to have fun and if people get mad they take it out on you and you just have to smile through it and act and i didn't want to be stuck at a turnstile or behind a register and i i like sewing but i don't like it enough to make it a career i like doing it for fun like that's a pure hobby but, but I, I find I, but i find the, the
0: the bigger question is or the bigger answer is that doing theater, you know, unless it's on a very high level, does not pay very well.
1: No. <laughs> it doesn't. So it's it's hard to make You're a lucky living. If you get paid in California, they're like, oh, bring your costumes and oh uh, the, the places that you go to and they say you have to sell tickets if you want to be paid. And I'm like, why? I mean, this is, that's,
0: first of all, that's so ridiculous that people would say that to you, but it it absolutely is said. And this is the thing is that we, as artists, we do this because we love it. We do this because it is our jam. It is where our tribe is. It's where we feel passionate. It's, it's our dream, but we, we don't have, um, the ability a lot of times to make a living at it. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are actresses do customer service jobs. I have done so many customer service jobs in my life, which I, I, we've said in previous episodes, I think everybody should do a customer service job because it teaches you about people Mm -hmm. and about how certain people act towards customer service people. I feel like is their true self. You know, if you treat somebody bad who is serving you or, or helping you or whatever, like, you know, like don't take it out on those people because they're probably actresses or actors trying to make a living. Mm -hmm. But going back to what brought you up that escalator besides curiosity and besides, you know, I know the root of it is like, okay, let's find a way to make some side hustle money while we're trying to break through to our dream.
1: Um, Other part of that is that I also had another job where I was working at a business insurance firm, Mm -hmm. administrative assistant. It was it was not, I don't want to say flexible. Uh, it worked with an actor's schedule where if you had rehearsals 7 to 10 weekdays and then Saturday, Sunday, you had whatever rehearsal you had. It was fine because it was sort of a 9 to 5 job Monday through Friday and uh, I got health insurance out of it. And I didn't like spending 20 to 40 hours a week sitting at a desk going, yeah. I could be doing something else with my time. Cause I'm literally sitting here waiting for a phone to ring. Yes. Done typing what I need to type today. And now I have to sit here if I want to get paid. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and now that I have pets, it's like, well, I could be at home playing with my cats. I could be playing video games. I could be practicing songs. And <laughs> this is not what I want to be doing. I need, I need a job where I can be so busy the whole time and I'll have time to sit and go, oh, I wonder uh, if uh, I wonder if the tree outside my window grew an inch today, stuff like that. I can't have time for my mind to wander that much or otherwise I'll get bored and then I need to do something else. and it makes me kind of crazy. And I always suffered from migraines and I always, you know, I always find myself backstage and massaging my friends just because they're like, oh, this hurts. I'm like, here, let me help you. It looks like you know you're trying to reach this part of your shoulder and, if I stand behind you and do it, you don't have to awkwardly sit like that and cause yourself another problem. Just doing that and getting the satisfaction of someone going, thank you for helping me. Thank you for doing that for me. It made me feel like I mattered. So and- this is, this is, that is exactly
0: what I feel like those people who have, um, are, are dancers or singers or actors who have now moved into, um, uh, massage therapy, or it's always that, that they they want to help other people because generally what we do is, you know, I say generally because sometimes, I don't know, people come to a show and they don't like it. But generally what we do is when people come to a show or see theater or see a movie is that we we transform them. We help them get out of their life and we entertain them. So yeah. I feel like that is our, yeah, that is
1: our. You get to sit here and enjoy your life. Let me do that for you. You don't have to do anything.
0: Yeah, we are a giving type of person.
1: As opposed to like the 35 second interaction you have at 5 a.m. with someone who hasn't had their caffeine yet and you haven't even eaten breakfast and you're not even sure if you're awake yet and they're already yelling at you and you go, I have to somehow make your day pleasant but you are just not having it today. Versus, I'm gonna do this tap dance and you're gonna laugh a lot and I know that that affected you better than that cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, it's just we are a dip, We are a different breed of people. And whoever you know sits at a desk, like I'm hoping that they love it. I'm hoping that that's what they love. But clearly, that's not what you loved. And so you were like, okay, I'm curious about this this National Holistic Institute. I'm curious about massage therapy. And within three hours, you were like, yes, I'm doing this. So yeah. what led up to that was probably a lot of subconscious thoughts of oh, yeah. I have to find something else.
1: All seventy two thousand of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just in one day. That's that's just in one minute. That's in one in one minute. So so I'm gonna sort of weave myself into this conversation as well in terms of how I got into NHI because this is where we met, and yeah. I find that this is um you know it, I, I've always I've always had massages. I find that the healing arts are very. I'm very interested in the holistic side of things, healing arts. Um, you know acupuncture, massage, Reiki, all these all these things that have to do with energy of the body. And maybe it because it's because I come from the dance world. That's how I started as a dancer. But I've always been interested in it. I never thought that I would go to school for it. Let me tell you, I never thought I would do anything else but dance and sing and act. But like I said before, you have chapters in your life and you have things that you go, you know what? I don't want to be you know, sitting around and waiting for the next opportunity. I am vibrant. I'm young. I feel like I have energy and I, I'm going to check this out. And I drove past national holistic Institute many times just was like, Oh yeah, what's that? What's that? And I, and you know how like the algorithm on Facebook or, or will like pop up an ad or something. And it's like, obviously I'm following a lot of holistic and like natural or massage therapy pages because It kept, it kept showing itself to me. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I've always said, if something shows itself to me unsolicited, like three times, I got to listen. And so I finally was like, can I do this? I think I can do this. And do I want to do this? And then I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. No, did I? (laughs) Why is that? Like I was like, oh, I'm not it's not that I'm not excited about it. I'm scared because this is not what I do. This is not at all what I do. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm good at it. Like I have no idea. I have such a respect for people who are good at it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm an actress. That's all I've ever done. I feel like I don't belong. Like I'm a square peg in a round
1: hole. But well, I showed I, up at school. We we didn't go down the waitress route for <laughs> exactly. a lifetime career exactly
0: (laughs) so long story short we meet at school and you know I had already been at school for a few months before her because I was the senior and you were the junior yes (laughs) and um and she comes in and we all are introducing ourselves to each other and she says the word Broadway and all the heads in my class just (laughs) swish over to me and I'm like what and literally you know um you and I like could be sisters the way you know we we look like we could be sisters you i i just i kind of just was like okay Annie's going to be I'm going to take her under my wing and thank you I, <laughs> and thank you and the truth is is that um now that now now you graduated from the core program I've graduated from the core program but you've gone on to do the advanced neuromuscular therapy program mm-hmm. so that is a little bit of badass right there yeah. like i I was not able to go on, (laughs) but let's talk a little bit about that. So, so you're, you're an actress, no matter what, like you are a performer. That's what you do. That is your passion. This is your side hustle, but it's also a passion Mm -hmm. and it's also something that is helping people and you go and do that passion and you're like, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. I am, I am sending a ripple effect out into the world and now you're going into the advanced neuromuscular therapy program. So, talk a little bit about what that is.
1: So, in core, you do your Eastern stuff, you do your Western stuff. So, you like typical Swedish, and then shiatsu, which not a lot of people still know about, but more yeah. People but we'll get, we can get into that later. Um, neuromuscular therapy is uh, the layman's term way of describing it. It's like if you get a deep tissue but just in one spot for 90 minutes. Yeah. So your upper arm, that's all we're going to work on today. And say or like for for a dancer, hips, anything in your lumbo pelvic region? Oh yeah. Getting that getting just that focused work on say the the top right corner of like I guess your butt? <laughs> I'm like layman's Lay-man term. Glute- your gluteus medius, doing <laughs> doing stuff on your gluteus med- medius, and getting to the point where it goes down to your minimus, and then underneath to like your piriformis and all that. Yeah, like there, there's a lot there, and there's all these tiny little muscles that have these little microscopic um, muscle contractions, and if one of those tiny, tiny, microscopic little spindles isn't letting go, it sets off the whole muscle. And anything else around it that it attaches to and creates a whole problem in this area of your body. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is kind of just lean into it with an elbow or a tennis ball or your pinky, if it's a strong pinky, body mechanics. um, And it'll solve a whole bunch of problems because this one little spot was just not letting go. And imagine the, like, Mm -hmm. this is what is so... First of all, I want you to come
0: over and work on my hips.
1: (laughs) Yes, Um, my test is on the 17th. So, yeah, after that, I can. (laughs) Okay, awesome. But no, so
0: this is just fascinating. And for me, I'm always thinking about, like, I have no idea how this is going to play into my life I have no idea if this is just going to be a side hustle for me or if I will someday, you know, maybe have to play an advanced neuromuscular therapist in a movie. And I have all this knowledge, but let let me tell you when I started in January and I don't know if this happened to you, but I didn't tell anybody and I, until after my first evaluation, because I was like, I don't know if I'm good at this, but also I don't know if I love this. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there going, I really, really, I'm not as passionate about acting or I'm not as passionate about this as I am about acting but I really like this. I am so curious. You used the great word when you said the reason I went up the escalator is because I was so curious about what this was. And I think that that's what brings a lot of people to do massage therapy as a side hustle because it's the healing arts. You're still doing something really creative, right?
1: Yes. And even, um, uh, train of thought took off the station without me. Oh darn. (laughs) Like, it's creative because not every person's body is the same. Like, yeah, we all, have, we all have arm muscles in the same spots and they're different, but they're all different lengths and we use them all differently. A, a construction worker will use his arms differently than a ballerina. Yep. Um, yeah. And knowing how you can apply your therapeutic energies, however you choose to use them, to heal that person is not the same. And it's like creating like a little dance. For each person so yes. you see eight clients in a day oh no maybe not eight wait that's a, little, that's a lot like maybe <laughs> six you see six clients in a day every single one's going to be different like yes you may do the sweeping swooping motion across the back called effleurage you'll do your effleurage the same and then you'll go into what their problem area might be whether it's their shoulders their arms their neck their the little tiny erector muscles on your back that hold your posture up and it anything and it's fascinating to me and I I, the first day of advanced I was drooling with all the information I was getting because it was all about head and necks and I'm you know migraine sufferer like give me all the information and getting to apply that to a human being and have them like I had a client who was in a car accident and had all the problems for a year and a half and has seen a neurologist doctors physical therapist You name it, she saw it. Yeah. She was having a headache at work and she couldn't turn her head. So she came in, got an appointment with me and she told me what was going on. And I said, do you want to just spend your 15 minutes on your, your neck? And she said, sure. Like, you know, I think I need my whole body. And I'm like, I'm going to do something different because my training in the advanced program lets me work on the front of the neck now. So I move your trachea out of the way and I get to your spine on your front. That's so crazy. So I've like, you know, I've loosened everything up and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move your windpipe out of the way and I'm gonna dip my fingers in and start working. It's called the longus coli, and longus miscaptus no, is on the back. But there's longus coli, there's like di- a digastric, which is this muscle that goes under your jaw. Yeah. To pull a bone on the front of your neck called a hyoid. Yes, there is a bone in your throat area that just chills there because it's helping <laughs> muscles. And if that gets tense, you get all this neck problems and you can't turn your head. You can't nod your head. And even chewing and swallowing is painful. And this poor woman, I worked on her for 50 minutes and I'm working on the front of her neck. I'm literally like, I look, if someone walked in, it was going to look like I was choking her, but she was just chilling. And she got up after 50 minutes and she could turn her head to the left. Oh my God. And she said, I was the first person that was able to relieve some of that tension that she's been holding on to for a year and a half. And she doesn't know why doctors can't do what we're doing. Because there's all this about massage therapy and its effects. Because we're not doctors. We can't diagnose. But based on our knowledge and what we can do, we can affect these people this way. And in a fraction of the time it takes to get some relief. And I think, you know, I I think that is...
0: An absolutely incredible story, and those stories are so common with massage therapy. And where I find that actresses also don't have respect like the massage therapy community. Having someone who is like you that has a mesh of the two, and also people who who are singers, you can work on their head and neck, and you can. Oh yes,
1: I've worked on my singer friends. I worked on my friend before opening night of Mamma Mia, and
0: yeah, this can cross over. this can cross over into the performing arts community. And so, you know, even if you were to get a Broadway show tomorrow, you have this amazing knowledge of the body and the muscles and all of that stuff, which you take with you everywhere to not only just make money, but to affect change. And I feel like it's really empowering.
1: And this is how I'm going to get on Broadway. Cause I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to massage the right person. And they're going to be like, Come work backstage on all of our actors because you need to work on them because I they all have this problem and you're the only one who knows how to fix it. So I got my little niche market and then I'm going to hang out with them and they'll be like, oh, my God, you sing. Oh, my God, you dance. And now I'm going to get my audition and then that's how I'm going to get on Broadway. Yay. and that's
0: And that's going to be the most amazing story. And see what I was saying before. I was like, you have to find your way in. That's you have to be- find your way in. That's your way in. If that's your way in, that is amazing. That is my favorite story ever.
1: I'm going to massage Jerome Robbins one day, and he's going to say, "I love you. You can stay here forever." <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's what I mean.
0: I'm going to resurrect
1: him. That's but you
0: about. might. You're so funny. You might. You mm-hmm. might get to massage Susan Stroman.
1: Oh, my
0: God. Or you could massage... I mean, I don't know. Jerry Mitchell.
1: Oh, my God. This oh, is my... Warren see, I would love to hang out with him again and be like, hey, I'm a massage therapist now. You remember me?
0: <laughs> I know Warren Carlyle. And I know... And he's on your resume. I saw his name and I was like, I know Warren. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why we met. Maybe I'm supposed to connect you with the Broadway community so you can then advance neuromuscular therapy their body.
1: Mm-hmm. And then...
0: <laughs> and oh. then sing for them and then get on broadway i don't know you know what this is what this is the crazy part about this industry is that it really is something that can just take you in all different directions there is actually a, a picture of like a line to success where everybody thinks it's just a straight line
1: and it's actually <laughs> like a s-
0: freaking swervy tangled line
1: it goes off the page around the planet like up around in Mars and then back and maybe like it touches the page again but then it goes off the page again and it's like I'm gonna go to Disneyland for a bit get on a couple rides and come back I'm gonna have a snack and then maybe it goes to success after that (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? And this is the truth. I mean, it's up and down like one day, you know, and, and I'm I'm not going to quote, you know, lyrics from a song, but it's like one day you're up and then you're down. It really is true. And one day you are a massage therapist working in Los Angeles, hoping for your next audition. And the next day you are starring in a show in New York. Who knows? Like that is literally how it can go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's great because that's life. Mm-hmm. And the more that you are in you are in it and you are just living it and you're riding the wave and you're doing all the things that your, your gut is telling you to do. And thank God you went up that escalator to go to NHI because I feel like that oh, I
1: met you or Lee. Exactly. Or Lee. Yeah. So Lee is another, um, he's an actor uh, he's also trying who to get me in his cabarets and I keep yeah. doing those, but the next one that's coming up is like all, all right. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but he's got another show coming up he's like, you're going to be perfect in it. And I'm, I'm, I'm like so ready for it to happen because um, after my media closes, I'm actually like free for a little bit. So I could actually do that and go to Hollywood and do shows in Hollywood, little cabaret things where it's not clicky community theater where I'm always shoved in my little box that I always get shoved in. I feel like sorry, guys, I don't mean to offend you, but I feel like you do that to me. And It's true.
0: You're going to branch out into something else. You know what I mean? And like, and you're doing mama Mia right now, but like, that's right now. And then you're going to go off and do something else and then do something else. And the, the people that you meet are literally, um, helping to open up other doors. And I'm one of those people, Lee, uh, Lee and I both feel like, I mean, I'm speaking for Lee, sorry, Lee, but I feel like we, we, you know, (laughs) he's going to get me, but I feel like we, you know, um, we are the type of people that, that, uh, massage therapy and the, the performing arts community sort of, uh, churn out as people that are givers. Yes, there are takers. And yes, there are people who are in this industry who are not the nicest and are very competitive, but I find more and more that there is more good people than not good people.
1: Yep. And sure. we just have
0: to stick together. That's the truth. You yeah. know what? That's the truth. So I am always, I'm always here for you. I am excited about what is gonna come down the road for you, and I can't wait to be like, you know, watching you accept that Tony Award or accept whatever award that comes
1: your way, and then you thank all the people. I hope I'm on that list. Oh, you, you, Lee, Christine, the national. I'm gonna be like everybody at the National Holistic Institute in Studio City. Hi, go Group Fifty. Like, hi, I'm do that. And and. As
0: I would. But here's the thing. Like, that's what's so funny. As a as a person who's not in the industry auditioning and in it, you kind of watch it and you're like, oh, my God, why aren't you know, it's it just seems so easy. Of course, you know, you're going to get nominated for an Oscar or whatever but you never know and you never might you you never you may never make it to that place yeah. but it do, it doesn't mean that you're still not doing your passion and you're still not affecting change in people's lives all the time whether it be massage therapy or whether it be whether it's musical theater like the fact that you're out there doing what you love and you're affecting people's lives in incredible ways is so i i admire that so much more than anything I mean that that is what that's what we're put on this earth to do you know
1: it's like we're like specifically the majority of actors and massage therapists we're here because we're just we don't want to be selfish we just like you said we were givers and we just want to make the world a little bit of a better place because the world's crazy right now (laughs) yeah the world's crazy right now
0: oh yeah I mean yeah exactly (laughs) 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 I Oh, Annie, I love you. I adore you. And this was an awesome interview. I'm really, really happy that you agreed to do this with me. And I hope that, um, (laughs) of course. And I think that you, what you have said, I know, you know, not only your work in, in massage therapy will affect people, but I feel like this interview, which was your first interview, right? You said, (laughs) oh
1: my God, I'm like, oh my God, if this was Jimmy Fallon, I'd be like peeing my pants. Like, what am I going to (laughs) do? I I'm, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm preparing you for Jimmy Fallon. I'm preparing you for your for
0: your next interview. But the truth is is that I think what what you have said is definitely going to create another ripple effect in the world of good, you know, of of showing somebody that, you know, you can do. You can do you you can be a massage therapist, you can be an actress you can you can dream of Broadway and n- be not sure how you're gonna get there and somehow the universe is gonna align everything so that it happens for you and
1: I really believe that it will like, for you, you. just do it all don't be like, oh, I have to do this because I have to be successful It's like just do all of the things maybe not the way I do it because like you know my schedule but just <laughs> like no, even then, Just it's later it,
0: and what, check out massage school. Go do what do what your gut is telling you to do. That's the only thing because for me, that's all and that's, you know, I'm not I'm my word isn't law, but I always find that like when you sit in your quiet moments and your gut is telling me or or telling you like i'm on I'm on the wrong path or I'm on the right path. keep going towards the right feeling of whatever you're doing, whatever you love, right?
1: Yeah. Like right now, my path is definitely keep working, pay off your student loans, get to the point where you've been working as a massage therapist in California for, um, I've already looked into this. I have to work here for about two or three years before I can get licensed by endorsement in New York. And you can be licensed in two states at the same time. Nice. So then I wouldn't have to take the state exam. And then I could just do mobile massage in New York while I'm trying to go to auditions because Being a massage therapist is one of those careers where you can make money and be flexible. Yes, and that's a really important
0: thing when you're an actress, is to make sure that you have a side hustle. You have something that is coming in that is allowing you to to keep that job and audition because your, your goal and your focus is to audition. Your goal is not, unless for some reason you're like, you know what, I'm really acting isn't my jam anymore. And now you have massage therapy or now you have whatever else your other skill is. Well, you it's not
1: at your, your client base and they introduced you to someone who's a coffee connoisseur and now you're working on a coffee farm in Spain and it's amazing. Whatever yeah. you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Follow your, follow your bliss,
0: follow your jam and, you know, have a plan, but your plan can, can change. Uh, that is an, that is a huge lesson that your plan will change, um, or it can change and it's up to you to just follow what you want to do. Right.
1: I, yeah. I, I would love to impart wisdom that my, my music director for Mamma Mia, I've worked with her many times. Um, Lisa Yaldizian, amazing. If you see a show in Ventura County and she's music directing it, she's amazing. She tells <laughs> us in rehearsal. Okay. I have a change coming. I want you to be flexible like the willow in the breeze. Mm -hmm. And she gave us these little willow charms at the end of Mary Poppins. Like, thank you for being flexible and going on this journey with me. And that's perfect because with acting, you're like, oh, I got to go on this audition. Oh, I didn't get it. Okay, I'm going to be flexible. All right, I just got to go on another one. I know I feel kind of crappy because I didn't get it and I really wanted it, but I got to do the next one. But I also got to work at five in the morning because I got to eat. Be, be flexible, like
0: the willow in the breeze. Yes, be flexible, like the willow in the breeze. That is really good advice. I yep. love that.
1: And I have it on my necklace with my little crystal from Lee, my little amethyst, my graduation present. They're right here. at all. That's that's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I adore you, and I thank <laughs> you for doing this episode. And I hope that um, whoever is listening to this takes away uh, oh. some some good nuggets of of advice and. You know, just remember to be flexible in the breeze like a willow. Yes. Like and, Annie. <laughs>
1: yes. And if you have free time, go see Mamma Mia. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you, honey. And I will I will talk to you soon. All right. Love you. To support this podcast, make a donation or become a sponsor, visit ConfessionsOfAnActress.com. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meredith Patterson. And remember, have vision for what you want and be grateful for where you are.